See, now you, you had that Bronx chair, and now your microphone don't match. <laughs> well, welcome back to Rock the Culture. This is a podcast where we bring perspective and conversation on all things Central Arkansas, all things Little Rock, all things the culture. Uh, I'm going to let my guy chime in in his baby chair. What's up, Blake? Ah, Baby chair, Blake. It's your favorite. <laughs> Always repping. Two takes, three terms. Chief is in the building. You can find me on Instagram at RepBlake36. And we got to give a shout out, and and I just uh, mentioned this off air, but on air, we got to give a shout out to Grammy Kudo. 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 Grammy Kudo? 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 Like, come on. <laughs> Grammy Kudo. Keys to the City TV films on YouTube. Man, I want to shout out to... Um, Latoya Wilson, who has the Spill podcast that I was able to be a guest on recently, who was under the tutelage mm. of Grandma Q Note. Mm. Uh, so Grandma Q Note out here just just the Q Note production tree. Yeah, I mean he should have like a production a, team, a, like an academy, academy. You know, like they showed. You seen that uh, the Grammy Q Note Academy? The uh, it was like a meme or something. I shouldn't say meme or post, but it was like Popovich coaching tree. Yeah, the coaching and, tree. And it was showing like Emma Odoka, Steve yeah. Kerr, and then Monty Williams. So you got the, the and then you got a the Q-Note. Grammy Q Note production tree. Yeah, yeah, mm-hmm. we might need to make one of them. Yeah, shout out to Grammy Q Note with the production tree. Uh, what? Hey, that's, that's the that's a, the spill podcast. Like like the tea has been spilled. Yep. Oh, okay. Yep. I like that. I like that. It, it got a good vibe. Y'all, y'all should check it out. Anywhere where you get your podcast and hear your boy One Take Twan, uh, you know, getting emotional. Yeah, emotional. On there, getting a little, little vulnerable. Let, you, let your tea runneth over it. Yes. <laughs> ask, ask me all kind of... Overflow. All kind of serious <laughs> questions. Salsa just went. <laughs> <laughs> well, Blake, we um, we want to get, get to the news. A few things to talk about today. Obviously, we hadn't been on since the... Uh, 2022 primary election. We uh-huh. need to get into those votes, those numbers, what the takeaways. History was made a yes. few different times. Yeah, we need to talk about that. Uh, Want to talk about the commerce, commerce? Mac, why am I putting my words together? I don't know. Summer, okay. Concert series, okay. At the River Market Amphitheater, and and the things I've said, and the things that are happening that okay. may be productive going forward. But first, before we start there, Blake, I want to talk about. Man, we got Juneteenth around the corner. We do. And uh It is around the corner. It definitely around the corner. So shout out to the city of Little Rock was uh-huh. the official holiday. That happened while you was uh back in your old life. Yeah. Uh a couple years ago. But a, a, a few weeks ago, man, you know, this this may be old news to some people, but I, we ain't talked about it. Okay. What what you think about that Juneteenth ice cream? You down with the Juneteenth ice cream? They already put up the shelf, right? Right. See, look at what about that Juneteenth ice cream? I do not like that they are Columbusing. Okay. That they are co-opting uh, the national holiday of Juneteenth with ice cream. But did you read about the ice cream? So it kind of sound good. The red it? velvet. <laughs> red I mean, if velvet. you gonna have some Juneteenth ice, ice cream, cream, it better be that ice cream. <laughs> <laughs> Now, you ain't got to call it Juneteenth, but that should be a regular flavor. That should have just been. See, what, what really maybe, put it over the top. Maybe the culture flavor. How about but that? But the, the kente cloth on the outside really what put it over the top, right? Yeah, that's, that's a little You bit just much. need to have that ice cream. You just need to market it heavy yeah. during the month of June and yeah. let black people just be like, oh, man, they got this new. Southern culture ice cream. How yeah. about that? You know what I'm saying? See? They just need some help, man. 
Uh, but I want to give a shout out, uh, talk about that a little bit, then give a shout out. We got a few different celebrations going on in the city. Yeah. Uh, we can share it on our social media so y'all know what's going on. But uh, I think Juneteenth is starting to become back what it was years ago in Little Rock. I remember Rock. we was kids, man. Yeah, how it was like the thing. We right? look forward to it. Right. You know. And and I think we got a ways to go to get back to that point, but it things was, are it happening. Was literally, Riverfest, Juneteenth, and 4th of July. You, you know, you always, those those three, the end of, the end of May, the middle of June, early July, you know, you, it was jumping in, in downtown Little Rock. Absolutely. And then you didn't even go to work because there was always stuff to do here. Yep. Um, and, and so well, I just wanted to throw that out there about the Juneteenth. And now I want to kind of talk about. Uh, did, did at the end of summer you had Hoofest. You know, don't forget about that one. That would be that would be at the, that would be in August, early September. You know, you so you, you have stuff to do downtown all summer. Yeah, it was fun, man. You know, I don't have a lot of regrets in life, Blake. One of my regrets, uh, we won our division in Hoop Fest to go to the tournament in in Massachusetts and didn't have no money. Didn't have the money. To go. Mm. Who knows what my career would have, if I would have, you think it would have been the same? I think think (laughs) blessings in disguise. (laughs) Blessings in disguise. (laughs) It's just just like my music career, bro. You know, I gave my mixtape to Dilated Peoples. (laughs) Who knows if I would have gave it to somebody else? If you would have gave it to Eminem. Who knows? You, you be the game. I don't want to be the game. <laughs> <laughs> Can I be somebody else? <laughs> you be 50. Okay, I'll, I'll be take 50. 50. I'll, I'll take 50. 50. <laughs> I'll take 50. Um, but let, let, let's transition from Juneteenth and talk about kind of our two big issues today. Uh, the first one is the summer concert series uh, that's being put on by uh, CVB. Full disclosure to everybody, I'm a member of the A&P Commission. Mm-hmm. Appointed by our mayor Frank Scott. So let's open that. He's on the board of the LRCVB, a uh, advertisement and promotions, right? Right. Advertisement and promotions committee. So, and what that does for people who don't know, the Little Rock Commissioners Visitors Bureau is the essentially the advertising arm of the city. A- it's absolutely. A, it's a quasi-governmental. Separate. It's separate. Yeah. But, but equal. not equal. But not equal. <laughs> Shout out, shout out Plessy V. Ferguson for all my historians listening to the pod. Um, but so CVB operates separately from the city, but their job is to promote our city, to bring acts, bring concerts, bring yeah. conventions, and to sell our city not only to the people who live in our city throughout the state, throughout the country. Uh, that That is their job. And as a member of the AMP Commission, it's our job to oversee the operations of the Convention and Visitors Bureau, uh, and I'm a member of that board. Part of what has been done in the past few years um, is that the CVB has tried to better utilize our River Market Amphitheater. Uh-huh. And obviously you had 2020, 2021. COVID. You, you can't really do much. No. That's those, unfortunately, are lost years from a, uh event standpoint. So recently... Um, for everything standpoint, I mean, I, I hope people can really consider the um, the strides backwards we we took involuntarily because of because of COVID in twenty 2020 twenty and twenty twenty. Can you stride backwards? Yes, you can. Really? Yeah. You ain't seen the dance on on TikTok. Is they striding backwards? Yeah, I know I what think, dance you're talking about, but I didn't know I that was a stride back. It's more yeah. like a stride side. It's bad. It's, okay, it's, okay. So, recently there was an announced uh, some shows. The first show has already uh, happened. Um, included uh, the first show was Willie Nelson. Yeah. 
uh, a number of... That's uh, already happened? That happened on May 31st. Oh, okay. Uh, it looked like there was a good crowd out there at the amphitheater. Oh, I, I wasn't in town. That's why I didn't know. Yeah, yeah you were, what, what, you want to talk about it? Or no, no, I don't. <laughs> <laughs> no, I do not. <laughs> fair, fair. Um, but when those acts were announced, and I want to make sure I get the acts right, so I, I'll pull them up here in a second once, once I pass the mic to Blake. Uh, but once those acts are announced, I did go on record publicly and express some things that have been expressed to us, Blake, for years, which is that sometimes we feel we, the culture, has felt like the city as a whole does not recognize the culture when we're talking about citywide things. Um, and the concert series lack genre mm -hmm. and gender diversity. Mm -hmm. And I expressed some concerns about that uh, publicly and to my colleagues on the AMP commission. Um, and we have fruitful conversation. And I think for the people who listen to our pod who voted for me, I think that's part of the reason why you voted for me. Yeah. Is to, to be a voice in those situations. Um, so that that part, it's been disappointing that we got a summer concert series. So you wrote a letter, right? You said you wrote a letter? I made a, when you post on Facebook, open is that letter, a letter? Open letter. I guess it's, yeah. See, you know, at, you, talk, you, you preach it right now, because sometimes you got to talk to yourself. Okay, go ahead. I mean, that's what you did. Yeah. Because you're part of the commission. No, no so, absolutely. So, so sometimes... And I'm part of the community. Yeah, you're part of the community. So sometimes you got to tell yourself, we need we need some get right. And I need to be a part of that get right. And I'm not excluded from, from, absolutely. from I, the, the conversation that, that needs to happen. And it, it's uh, quite literally my job. Yeah. Quite literally. Mm -hmm. uh, to to stand up and, and, and make those comments. So... What, I've, what I did and what has happened uh, since was to do what y'all want us to do. Uh, speak truth to situations to make sure people understand that diversity matters everywhere. Yeah. I mean, obviously you want diversity in the boardroom, around the table, in the classroom, at your job. But also from a recreational standpoint, absolutely. the people who live in Little Rock, we're talking about Juneteenth, River Fest, Fourth of July, and how we look forward to those things. And now people who live in Little Rock we don't have those things to look forward to. Yeah. And that shouldn't be the case. Uh, so in, in that regard, though, so the flip side of that, and it, since you said I'm not excluded on, on nothing, I want to mention to our culture cohorts, because uh, I've talked to other promoters about this, promoters around town. When, we, when people do come, we got to show up. Yeah. So we can't be... We can't be complaining about not having nothing. And, and then when and something comes... We still don't show up. We don't show up. Yeah. Uh, so that, that that's the flip side. So hopefully, and I, I'll, I'll pass the mic and let you chime in on what you think about the situation, but I'm optimistic that there will be other things that can happen this summer that's more reflective of, of our community at large for us, the acts that we get to see. There's nothing wrong with the Counting Crows. There's nothing wrong with Willie Nelson. I'm not hating on those folks. Yeah. There are people in Little Rock who want to see those folks. Those folks should come to Little Rock if we can make it work. But it has to be more than that. I, I and I don't want us to get uh, complacent mm -hmm. with some progress. Like, all right, man, I, I ran half a mile, so I'm good. Now, nah, bro, we're supposed to run the whole mile. You know what I'm saying? Use I mean, a bad we got y'all soldier boy. What else you want? <laughs> <laughs> soldier boy was in Little Rock? Uh, yeah, I think he came once. Yeah, for like, for like Juneteenth. I think it was like uh -huh. the last Juneteenth. He sure did come. Did we go together? 
I remember. I remember at the Metroplex. We walked in that mug and they were and they were going nuts. I had never heard it. I'm like, what is this? Soldier boy, tell them. Tell them. So that, that that's my that's my take on it from the AMP Commission standpoint. So Blake, give me your. I mean, you're you're quote unquote a civilian now. Um, you out of the public eye. Uh, you're in private life. Wish I was out the public eye. <laughs> Try me out the public eye. They Soon keep, as I get out, they keep, they keep pulling me back in. <laughs> I think Chingy had a song about that, didn't he? Every time I leave, she keep pulling me back. That's no, how you feel, Blake? I was talking about Al Pacino. But <laughs> you want to talk about Chingy? classic godfather. And you want to talk about Chingy. So from a, from a civilian standpoint, Blake, what how, what do you feel about I think you, I think the you concerts are, here? I think you're absolutely right. I think it is lacking... Um, awareness of who the global majority is, of who of who the, the audience is, uh, of, of Little Rock, and, and who the consumer is of music. We've, we've talked about this for at least the last four seasons, at least the last three years. We've talked about, we got jobs too. I think that may have been our first pod. Yeah, it was. And it was a conversation about the lack of recreation, the lack of opportunities, the lack of intentional programming and planning for us. And to be in a city that's 48% African-American, that's a global global majority is minority, and we, we all know what, what the number one consumption of music is. Hip-hop. To, to, hip-hop. To be here and have to, to beg people that, and that's, to, that's, under, not, to that's understand. Just, that's just numbers, too. That's not us no, talking about... To, have, to yeah. have to beg people to understand what the, the majority of people want. It's frustrating. Not to tell them you need to do this, but just to get them to understand that you got to be intentional. And I, I don't care if that's the people that, that that you that's easy to get. Doing the right thing ain't easy all the time. It's not. And I and I will say this: since since I, those comments were made, um, most people have been receptive to the I guess criticism. That's good. And I, I'm optimistic that the criticism is being heard and things will happen. That's reflective. But just because we do one good thing doesn't mean we can't do it better. It doesn't mean we absolve exactly from exactly from continuing that momentum, right? Right. And and that's the thing that that, that we sleep on a lot. We, we we do one good act and think I've done my part. I'm wiping my hands. I've done. Oh, that was a white pants. That was a clap. I because you can't hear this. <laughs> See, you can't hear that. So you got to give them the whole. You know, okay. I'm wiping my hands. Okay, okay. I've done my piece. Okay. Now I can move on. I've tried. Yeah. A lot of times, that's what we get. Not that I've done, but I've tried. We can't find enough people. We can't find enough acts. People want bodies. Historically, yeah. what has happened is that we bring those acts and they don't sell out. Well. Damn it, and that, it's and that, that historically. Let's, that, that, and in real talk, that's part of it. That, that is part of the conversation. And there is a dollar sense to it too, right? So, and that's why I think it's also important on us as a culture to support things when they come. Because to your point, I mean, as a business person, you, me, Q, I'm not going to keep doing stuff if I'm losing money. Exactly. So there, there is, I don't want to say we, we as a culture don't have a role to play in this because we can't say we want something and then don't go frequent it. Now, and that I, goes for shows, I, I restaurants, that if we want to look at other venues and other shows and other entertainment that's been in the area and try to pull some comparables, some comps, something, somebody's doing something right because we went to a, a show at the hall. 
with Wale. Wale. Yeah. And it was packed and it was excellent. Yep. It was a great time. And if it was at a bigger venue, more people would have been there. Yep. Uh, if if they would have advertised it, more people would have been there. But that that wasn't huge advertising. I barely like, oh, Wale gonna be here. Yeah. Got there and was surprised about how many people was there and how how good. It how, must uh, been like a. Was. They must knew who they wanted there and they got those people there. Yeah. Because <laughs> it was that's packed. the same thing. LRCVB yeah. should be doing. Yeah. Know what we want. Right. And, you, and you are you are you are literally taking tax ta- uh, dollars from taxes. That's correct. You should know what we want. Right. Not you should do what's easiest what, or, or, or what's more convenient at and, the time. And that's why, and I shout out to our mayor. I appreciate him giving me the opportunity to be on the AMP commission to make sure that the voice is in the room. So Absolutely. when we're discussing what is needed, what is wanted uh in our city, we have different perspectives than perspectives that uh, haven't been at the table beforehand. But too much is given, much is required. Yeah. Being in that room, being at the table also allows us and uh, allows us the ability to hold you hold you accountable for being in, in that room. Yeah, and, don't say it like that. You say it kind of mean, though, Blake. Let me finish. <laughs> let me finish. Which is why I appreciate you writing an open letter to yourself. Thank you. I'm, I'm, I'm bringing full yeah, circle. Yeah, I appreciate you. I'm gonna bring it full circle. I appreciate you. So we're gonna leave it there. Um, and just so, because I, I said I was gonna give y'all the full list in case y'all didn't know, uh, Willie Nelson was May 31st. Coming up next week is a, a Christian group called We the Kingdom, June 23rd. ZZ Top is coming June 26th. Arkansas native Justin Moore. You gotta get Justin Moore. Justin Moore. Justin Moore is a big country star. He's from Arkansas. You gotta have him July 23rd. He's here July 23rd. Yep. Uh, Jamie Johnson is August 20th. The Black Crows, not to be confused with the Counting Crows. The Black Crows. I got I got those, those they same genre, same time prank. Different prank, crows. But different crows. Different breeds of crows. Yeah, these are Black Crows. <laughs> they August 23rd, and then Whiskey Myers, September 23rd. So this is not a final list. Again, I want everyone to be uh, uh, hopeful with me that there more can happen soon. Yeah. And we'll, we'll share it if it does. Um, switch gears, Blake, uh, before we get to our special guest this, uh, this week on the pod. Um, we'll talk about the elections. Yeah. So I want to go through some numbers a okay. little bit, but just give me your May 24th, 2022. What, what was a couple takeaways you got from the? Well, you pro- do know people pay me for this now. Just want to let you know. Oh, and you, you trying to put it out there in case somebody else want to pay you? Somebody, people do pay me for this now. But I, 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 I've been giving legal advice on a pod for years. That's true. So that's true. Free legal advice. That's <laughs> what one take legal advice. <laughs> one take Tuesdays yeah. with a with a side of legal advice. <laughs> but what, what would your takeaways? Takeaways from the election? What what stood out? Um, there were some interesting elections, some very competitive elections. Uh, Two that I thought were very competitive with was the judge elections in South Pulaski County. Um, districts, I want to say 6.1, 6.2, 11, and 12. Yeah. Uh, Ernest Sanders and um, Latonya, Latonya Honorable. Yep. Latonya Austin Honorable. Is that right? Yep. Austin Honorable. And uh, Cara Connors and Brenda Stallings. Um, it was very, very competitive. Uh, Latonya Honorable and Cara Connors both step, uh, came out on top of those elections, which I thought was very interesting. Um, Latonya being uh, someone who's seasoned to be on the ballot, Cara being her first time ever on the ballot. Um, 
I think those are, are two judgeships and two people who may be around for a long time. So right. uh, those were big victories. Um, I, I think I think something we, we should watch out for in the fall. Um, Sheriff Higgins did not have a race, but there was that he does have a Republican opponent. Uh, I don't even know who won that election on the Republican side, but there there would be a Republican sheriff's opponent. Um, the governor's race was a uh, one-sided in both both for the Democrats and Republicans. And, and, and I'll jump in there. Shout out to the gu- gubernatorial race. Um, both made history. Both made history. First woman, first African-American to be, first woman to be a Republican uh, nominee. Yep. And the first African-American to be a, a major party. Nominee, nominee for Arkansas yeah. uh, governor, governor. Uh, and we're talking about Sarah Huckabee Sanders, of course, and, and Dr. Chris Jones, and Dr. Chris Jones, uh, friend of the pie, been on the pie. Yeah, he was on the pie before he big time. Now he big time. Yeah, now. you think we can get him back? We can get him back. Okay, okay, we can get good. Him back. Chris Jones, you listening? We need you back on the pie. <laughs> I know he listening. <laughs> <laughs> we we need you back on the pie. Uh, other historical news that happened: uh, the Senate race, Little Rock native Natalie James. Mm-hmm. The first black woman mm-hmm. to be a Senate candidate in the state of Arkansas. Yes. She won her Democratic primary. Now she's gonna face John Bozeman. Is it I always be saying Boozman? But see, it's, I used to say Boozman, then I realized that they make him sound like he's been drinking. Right. So it's, it's, it's really Bozeman. Bozeman. Yeah. So she's gonna face uh John Bozeman in, in, in the fall. So shout out to both her and Chris Jones for literally, you know, it's 2022. We talked about this before before Blake. We we shouldn't have first no. in 2022, but oh, but we're gonna have we're gonna have plenty of them because we're last. We're last on a lot of those lists. Yep, we're the only state that's never had African American win a, a, a federal contest. We're the yep. only state that's never had an African American win a statewide contest. So we are we are we're last, and we're the only. So so it's still a lot of firsts to, to to happen. So let me throw out a couple of numbers to you, Blake, and uh, just get your take on it because I know you. This is what you do. Yeah. Right. Sure. And then we'll get to we'll get to our guests. Uh, according to the Plastic County numbers, we had twenty five percent voter turnout. That's, there are two hundred and thirty seven thousand right. registered voters in Plastic County, and we had fifty nine thousand votes. What 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 what's your take on that? What 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 does that mean going forward, and how we fix it? Because that's that's paltry. Some uh, under say. under um, under performance for a primary. Uh, you can't expect a lot from a primary, but what that also tells me is that we are not engaged, we're not excited, we're not energized uh, about about uh, people who are on the ballot, and and that goes from, from across across the board. Uh, what I did see was there were more Republican ballots cast than Democrat ballots cast for the first time in history in Pulaski County. Yeah, and I got those numbers pulled up too, just so you have them for which if 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 you are thirty thousand Republican votes, twenty eight thousand Democratic votes. That's that's usually uh, that's usually flipped, and it's usually a two to one margin. In the general, it's probably going to be uh, about twenty thirty thousand more Democrats. But if you're paying attention, if you are for inclusive politics, if you're for progression. Um, then you should pay attention to those numbers and notice that there are people who are energized. They just not they just might not be on your side of of the of the aisle, and that is and that should concern you. That should really concern you because when you have the silent minority uh, becoming the silent majority, 
um, we, it, it could leave a lot of people left out. So, and, and again, let me put back on your uh, political hat, or uh, I don't even know the right word for it, Blake, but what, what do we do? I mean, I feel like we say the same thing over and over. Is there something different that needs to happen to get that 25% to 40 of people voting, at least just county-wide? You have to be focused and intentional. It's the same thing that the, the CVB needs to do. And the CDB? Folk, the LRCVB. Oh, CVB. I thought you said CDB. CVB. Okay, love CA, brother. What y'all need to do. <laughs> y'all need to be intentional and focus on the hood. Focus on people who these policies are really affecting. Black folk, white folk, people who are poor, who are struggling. People who are who are out here and need their voices Say heard. Say with your chest then, Blake. I, I ain't said it yet, but I'm going to keep saying it. I'm going to keep saying it because the people who need to have their voices heard the most are usually the, those who are silenced. And they're silenced because they don't understand the civic process. And they, and they don't understand the civic process because we have, we have taken politics out of everything and not made people realize that politics is everything. Right. So until as a party, until as people, until as, as citizens of Little Rock, residents of Little Rock, we need to understand that we are go- we're not going to move as quickly. We're not going to help as many people as we need to until we get every, everybody active in the civic process, everybody active in, in the electoral po- politics, voting, telling people what you want, make, making people hear you. And and until we're serious about that, we we still gonna be last because there's another last we are. We're last in uh, what what is the stat? Last in uh, voter turnout, voter turnout, and registration. Yep, yep, yep. So I, I and I, I agree with that, and I think some of that obviously is on us. Is you know people who have stepped up to the plate is in in this political space. Also on the candidates to make sure that the things you're saying is part Absolutely. of their campaigns. And they're hearing these folks. Yeah. They're hearing yeah. us. They yeah. gotta hear us, bro. Yeah. Um all candidates. L- lastly, last last thing on the election we want to talk about. You talk about close races. Yeah. That was a, another race that was pretty close. The prosecutor's race. It sure was. But twenty thousand votes. Yeah. Lisa Walton and Will Jones. Uh, Will Jones won the prosecutor race 29,000 to 25,000. Lisa Walton, black woman, uh, Will Jones, white man, uh, ran to replace Larry Jagley, who retired. Yeah. Um, what what does that tell us about the county, Blake? Not much. <laughs> no, I, we don't let, we didn't those, learn anything from that race? It's, it's two things. Yes, yes, we did. Money you just plays. said nothing much. But for, from the county. Oh, don't, okay. don't take much from that from the county. Okay. Uh, a lot of people are going, are going to go and say, Real Jones ran a campaign, and I don't know Will, I don't know uh, Lisa. Um, well, I'm going to say, Real Jones ran a, a, a campaign in Pulaski County. He's one of the first white people to be the black person in a long time, and he is. But, oh, that's an interesting fact. And people are, are going to run on that and try to say this is, the, they're going to say this is forecasting what's going to happen. But I, what, what, black people have been winning, literally, yes, literally. Yeah. So what you what we have to understand is that Lisa Walton was not just she was an unknown. So people didn't know uh, to the end if she was black or white, and the money didn't come in for her uh, until late in the game, three half, weeks before yeah, election day, when it came in before early voting. Yeah. So just for her to play, to be within two thousand, within 
It was about 3,000 votes. Striking range. 3,000 votes. And to be an unknown, let's not forget Will Jones' wife is a judge. Yeah. This is not just, it wasn't just Will's first name on the ballot. It's his last names too. And I will say this too. So Will had a, I think, a stronger, I've had more money, uh, stronger uh, presence. But what I'm hearing from this race um, is... The your your the ground game still matters, Blake. It has to matter because apparently, from what I saw and heard, Lisa Walton, she may didn't have all the signs, and we know signs don't vote, but she was knocking doors, she was touching people, and that's still impactful. Uh, and, and, I, and remember, she didn't have the resources to about six months. Right. For six months, she didn't have the resources. Right. For, for her to be in striking distance, it should tell it, everyone. That says, a, that says a lot about how hard yeah. she worked, too. Yes, it does. Um, and, and that's why I've always been a believer of anyone running for office. You don't need the most money. You need enough money. And based on the results, maybe she didn't have enough money. But obviously, she was working hard enough to get this close, in, a, a very close race. Shout out to everybody on the ballot. As a candidate, you... Former elected official, you know what it means to run for office. For sure. It's it's a it's a process. It's challenging yes. on you, on your body, on your mind, on, on your, your family. family. Yeah. Uh, so anybody who ran, uh, shout out to you for for engaging in the process. For sure. Um, and we're gonna leave it there, Blake, and then we're gonna flip it over to our special guest, uh, Little Rock, uh, native. Uh, Torch bearer, mm-hmm. uh, the Velvet uh, uh, Arkansas Hall of Fame member, uh, Colette Arnable is going to join us on the pod after this break. Tell, tell them to go and trap jazz their life, Blake. Well, if you're going to tell them, then I don't need to tell them, but, but- y'all go ahead and trap jazz their life. <laughs> See y'all in a minute. We ready, kid? Well, welcome back to interview uh, Fill in the Blank. Man, we, we're so lucky, so fortunate uh, today at the African American Marriage Association to to visit with so many people, with so many connections to Little Rock. Uh, once again, you're listening to Rock the Culture. This is the podcast that bring perspective and conversation on all things Central Arkansas, all things Little Rock, all things the culture. And when you think about Little Rock and culture, it's not just limited to those 202,000 people that sleep in Little Rock every night. We got people who have strong Little Rock roots that's going off to do bigger and better and brighter. All over the world. All over the world. All kind of pink and green things. All right. Honorable <laughs> things. And, and what we have, who we have with us right now is Colette Honorable, who's been a friend and a mentor to me uh, when I was in law school. So I want to say, I said it to you a, a, a few different times publicly, but I'll say it again. Thank you for pouring into me and, and just giving me a little bit of the Colette special that, that just helped me through law school. So thank you. Thank you for that. Um, an honor, an honor. And you are going to do and be amazing. I appreciate uh, I appreciate you saying that, but uh, like Kanye said, we'll never know what it would have been Amen. without you. So Amen. it worked out. <laughs> So we, uh, we, I want to give people obviously a little background about your kind of professional journey, then what what you're doing here. But spend time in Little Rock. You know, you didn't go to McClellan. That's fine. I went to the best, baby. You, Central Little woo! Rock Central. I did, I did hear it, but I'm ignoring it. <laughs> <laughs> I heard it, but I'm ignoring it. Um, then went off to undergrad at University of Memphis. That's right. When it was Memphis State. 
Oh, okay. I did. I knew that, and then came back and went to Bowen School of Law. That's right, in Little Rock. In Little Rock, and then you started this this ascension in the world. Well, to be clear, I started at the bottom. <laughs> and, and now we're here? And now we're here. <laughs> so my first job was as a legal services attorney. Uh, at Cal's, right? That's right. And I made $24,900 a year, and that was my dream job. Helping people? Absolutely. And, that, and, that's, and, and you're still helping people? I am. Just, just in a different, different way now? Absolutely. And so I'm empowered to help more people. And I, I want to talk, so you have a lengthy resume, so you started there, and then you, we're going to fast forward, zoom. I want to say two quick things. Okay. After legal services, I clerked at the Arkansas Court of Appeals for Judge Wendell L. Griffin. Shout out to Judge Griffin. Yes. <laughs> Wonderful mentor. Incredible. I, I don't know if I shared this story on the pod before, but I don't work at Wright, Lindsay, and Jennings without Judge Griffin. That's right. And uh, when I went to interview, I went to see him in his office at Wright, Lindsay, and Jennings. The first black partner for a major law firm in the state of Arkansas. Yes. Uh, literally a trailblazer yes. in, in our state. Opened up doors. When I interviewed for the job at Wright, Lindsay, and Jennings, they asked me, did I know anyone who worked there? And I said, well, I know J Judge Griffin. He wasn't working at the time, but he was working there. And the person interviewing me, my partner now, Kyle Wilson, says, well, you know, Judge Griffin was a partner at the firm. That's not what I heard, though. I thought he said, would you like to be a partner at the firm? <laughs> of course. And my answer heard. was, yes. He said, what are you saying yes to? I said, didn't you just ask me, do I want to be a partner at the firm? <laughs> he said, why would I ask you, do you want to be a partner at the firm? You're in law school. I was like, look, I thought I was impressive. <laughs> and, and I, you are, and you are. And that just really like broke the ice for the whole interview. And it's been, I've been at WFJ ever since. Ever, look at you now. Look, won't he do look it? Yes, he will. <laughs> yes, he will. Yes, he will. <laughs> and speaking of, Judge Griffin is also an incredible man of God. So it was so amazing. And working for and supporting him in that role helped me see the power that we can possess. Not only when you hold a law degree, but when you are operating in a judicial capacity and you understand the the importance of equity and fairness in how you carry out your work and, and not afraid to Amen. to to do what, implement that. that's right and do what needs to be done even when it's not popular and and it's not popular it's still not even today correct uh and he's been doing it Three, four decades now. Yes, yes. Um, and, and there are still people pushing back on equity-driven issues. Yes. Uh, because people like things the way they are. They and, did when Dr. King was among us. Right, yes. right. And it didn't deter him, and it shouldn't deter us. So you meant, you said you wanted to mention two things. One was Judge Griffin. What was yes. the other thing? I was a public defender. Shout out to the PDs. Absolutely. We took an oath to defend the cause of the defenseless, the impoverished. Now, that, that, that I really got to tip my cap to you because sometimes I go to court and it's a docket call. And for those who don't know, docket call means there's a lot of other cases before your case. And usually that's criminal court. Yes. And you see the public defenders and what they have to, Ooh. how they have to navigate life yes. as an attorney. I look at people, I'm like, I don't know how y'all do that. It takes a lot out of you. But every person deserves a representation. Absolutely. Absolutely. No matter what they are accused of, 
no matter who they are, no matter where they come from. What they look it's like. But by the grace of God that we are sitting here as two partners in, in big law firms. Um, One of our so, law firms bigger than the other. Indeed. Our, <laughs> we, we do have 30 offices around the world. That's true. <laughs> uh, but, but you're absolutely right. It is by grace. Um, it's about people like Judge Griffin giving us opportunities. Absolutely. Other people pouring into us and us taking advantage of opportunity when they're presented to, yes, to us. Yes, yes. Much like you when you said, I'm impressive. Right. And, and you knew you were. I still am. <laughs> <laughs> okay, no, no more of that. Please, let's, let's not gas Antoine. <laughs> no, he does not. No. I mean, you, you have to believe in you. Once you believe in Absolutely. you, other people will start to believe in and you. And that's not, important. And, it really and is. So it's really divine that we're talking about this. I'm still amazed by the number of young people that I talk to that say a counselor told them they wouldn't be anything. Their mother or father told them they wouldn't be anything. That's, it's so important. You got to believe it about yourself. Absolutely. And then and, it, believe in yourself because who else going to believe in you? That's a two-change quote. But that, <laughs> it's real talk because you, once you, you project a certain energy and people Absolutely. realize, okay, they, they can do it. They yes. believe they can do it. Yes. And then, you, then opportunity uh, start to come. Uh, and maybe that's what happened as you ascended from Little Rock to D.C., so for the people who hadn't caught up, let, tell us about the transition from Little Rock to what brought you to D.C. Well, I was doing trial work and I did appellate work at the attorney general's office, ultimately became chief of staff for the AG and then left when Mike Beebe became governor and worked in his cabinet in a workforce post. And one day he said, I need to talk with you. And my joke was he wanted me to take another job, and he did. <laughs> and it was to serve as commissioner at the Arkansas Public Service Commission, which oversees the utility sector in Arkansas. Absolutely. Ultimately became chair, ultimately became president of the National Association of Utility Commissioners, and then got a call from the White House. You said so casually. Yeah. Like everybody get that call. You know, I was just at home one day. I was on my way to, I was about to pick up some Sims. And then I, and then Obama called me. I miss Sims. (laughs) I miss Sims. I'm going to Little Rock tomorrow. Uh, And I miss Sims. I miss Lassie's. I miss Lindsay's. It, it, what I'm skipping over. Okay. Is hard work. Yeah. Working harder than I'd ever worked. Working as if unto him, working with that's what That's what the word says. Absolutely. I'm going to sprinkle some of that in (laughs) with your two chains. You're going to counter my worldly with some words? I'm going to just sprinkle. I'm not going to counter it because, you know, all shaking together. Oh, yes. Run it over. Yes. So, Pour into my bosom. That's right. It takes all of that. Because we got to meet people where they are. Absolutely. Absolutely. Might be two chains. Right. Uh Right. Right. Now then, it it, <laughs> it not with a Jesus piece with a Jesus piece. It, but it it was important to mention that because we all start somewhere. Absolutely. And and I never saw this place and time in my life, but we have to be ready for it. So that's the moral of the story. No, and I I I, I say this too, and I completely agree with you, and that's probably why we get along so well. Is I don't think I'm much different than anyone else. I was afforded an opportunity, 
And you have to work hard so when the opportunity comes, you're prepared for Absolutely. it. Absolutely. And that's exactly what you're talking about. You that work hard. That is going to determine yeah. whether you will be successful. Now, Absolutely. Antoine, you are not like anyone I've ever known. You are unique. Isn't that something yeah, southern folks might say? <laughs> you don't know if that's good or bad you or don't what. Know. You, you don't, don't know. You don't go either way. You is kind. <laughs> you is smart. Antoine, you is important. That's right. You are interesting. I use that word, too. Okay. That's that, interesting. That, that's loaded as well. Absolutely. <laughs> I'm a proper southern woman. Yes, you are. So yes, you are. don't know what that means. I have and you no walk idea. away and wonder. Like, is she being nice or is she being mean? I feel yeah. good, but I also feel like she's not <laughs> that's that's why I was uh, when I was a trial lawyer. My nickname was Velvet Hammer, so mm. you didn't quite know what just happened. You just got your throat cut. Yeah, you just knew it hurt. Yeah. Okay. And you might find out Real later when that jury verdict. Velvet comes. Hammer. Yeah. That's that's strong. Okay, but we were, we were talking about hard work. You get the call from yes. the White House. Yes. To, what was that like? I mean, because everybody don't. I was don't, so to, glad I was at work. We want to live vicariously through you in okay. this moment. We don't so, even so, have time. So, so the phone <laughs> ring. The phone ring. Yes. And Eliza Obama. No. <laughs> <laughs> so the run up to this is that this was the third time I was actually being considered for a federal post. Okay. And I didn't wasn't even really interested the first two times. The first time was in 2009 for the same post at the Federal Energy Regulatory Commission. FERC. S- FERC. Yes. Someone, and, and FERC oversees the grid, the electricity grid. The first time someone with 30 years of experience got the post as she should have. Mm-hmm. The next couple of years, I was recommended for an Article Three judgeship, and I was very young. Uh, but I was recommended by Senators Lincoln and Pryor at that time. Someone else got that post. Article three judgeships are often the uh, foundation for people to be considered for higher judgeships. Absolutely. Just for our culture cohorts to understand the importance of. That's right. Yeah. Court of Appeals, then the Supreme Court, and hallelujah mm. for our G- incoming mm. Associate Justice of the U.S. Supreme Court, Katanji Brown Jackson. I just love that the next Associate Justice on the SCOTUS, her first name is Katanji. How, don't that, mean, don't that oh, make you feel good? It gives me a chill. I had to holler out just now. <laughs> Let me contain myself. But so, yes, but I thought. That's a lifetime appointment. Absolutely. And like you, Antoine, I love people. I get energy from people. I love trial work. And I thought, would I want to do that for the rest of my life? Then I got a call. That's very self-aware of you to recognize what gives you energy, right? What fills your cup. And, And, And what I thought I should be doing for the rest of my life. What was my purpose yep. on this earth for the rest of my life? And I didn't truly know it then, as I know now, as a middle-aged woman. I know I don't look middle-aged. I, 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 you I'm do an not. AARP member. I, I get those letters, too, now. No, you don't. I do. Yeah, we do. Well, yes, we do. I'm not a member, but I get the letter. <laughs> You're not age qualified. But I think they start saying like I think they I think it's like a game, like and they prepping, and they try to initiate yeah. you, just get you aware of it's the letter. It's a blessing. So it's a yeah. blessing to get to this place. Yeah, absolutely. But it wasn't until I got to this place that I realized that this is what I'm put on this earth to do, and that's an incredible thing to be aware of. Yeah, absolutely. So you get the call third yes. time around. 
I'm it sitting at my out. desk, yeah. thank God. And I got, and they're a little cryptic and said something like, we want to consider you for a post in D.C. It would require you to live here. Would you be interested in beginning the process? And I went home and told my husband about it. Uh, kind of like pillow talk. Ricky was my best friend. Right, and absolutely. My high school sweetheart. We dated 10 years. We were married 19 years. And I said, but I didn't even hear him out. I said, you know what? I'm going to tell him we don't want to do it. We don't want to go to D.C. He had an illness at that time. Yeah. And we have one daughter, and we love we loved her school, our home, our neighborhood, church. And he interrupted me and said, no, you're not going to tell them you don't want it. You're going to tell them you want the job, and if you get it, we're going to D.C., and no man would ever tell the White House they're not going to take this job. So I told them that, went through a vetting process that was several months long. Yeah, those, are, those take a while. The, the, yeah. That's not the background check that they send it in, they let you know tomorrow that it's clear. Correct. Twelve <laughs> FBI agents flew all over the country. Talking to old people. Talking to... Well, no, I shouldn't say old people. People that you knew previously. <laughs> that was, that came across bad. My bad. Because what you did, you called me old right <laughs> no, there. I like, did. That, no, I didn't. Oh, you most I certainly did. No, the people... Oh, don't the, try to help him, yeah. <laughs> But My bad, they, my bad, y'all. They go my back bad. to age 18. So this is what I want to say. So your, they, they were talking to your Central High folks? Absolutely. Well, you're talking to your college. <laughs> you guys should see Antoine's eyes right then. I was like, that ain't going to happen for me. <laughs> <laughs> it, it's out the cards. I may not pass. Uh, it's out the cards, y'all. <laughs> so then I got the nomination that August uh, in 2014. Sadly, my husband passed away unexpectedly three weeks later. We, we are... Yes. And so I called the White House to say, I'm going to take two months off and be in prayer. I don't know what I'm going to do at this point. And after that, after prayer, I felt very sure that this was the path that he had for my life. And because it happened too easily. And I went through the process. I had my, so I told you I took two months off, September and October. Started in November. You got to go, you got to, just like on the movie, The Firm, how they come and drop these big briefing binders on your desk. I had to learn everything there is to learn. So you living with binders for the foreseeable future. They're in my bed yeah. at night, you know, I'm yeah. falling asleep, you know, trying to keep my right. eyelids open with toothpicks to read and <laughs> understand and comprehend right. in a very compressed time frame. Had my confirmation hearing before the Senate Energy and Natural Resources Committee on December 4th. And was confirmed unanimously two weeks later. That that doesn't really happen that often. No, it doesn't. So congratulations on that. Thank you. I will say. What year was that? Remind us the year. Uh, late December of 2014. I was strongly endorsed by Mark Pryor. So I worked for Mark Pryor back in the day. Relationships mean everything. I worked I work for Mark Pryor back in the day, too. He was the senior senator. And then Senator Bozeman was also the senator. As you know, he's a Republican. Right. They both sat at the table and introduced me. It that says a, the way. That says a lot about you. Thank yeah. you. I think it also says a lot about Arkansas. Yes, it does. And that's important because we are in such a uh, divisive time, yeah. very divided politically. But and still, I can call Senator Bozeman to this day. I've, I've called on him to support candidates for certain 
uh, nominations and confirmations, and he's heard me out and been supportive. So I think, yes, we have to come, as we were just talking about, we got to come correct. we right. got to be ready. Absolutely. Uh, but then it takes people who are willing to do what is right and put uh, people above politics. Absolutely. So that that happens. You get the FERC job. Obviously, you do awesome. I guess you learned everything in those binders at some point. I got by. <laughs> I learned what I needed to learn. And, and you did it well. Thank um, you. And then you do that for a while, and then I guess you get back to your uh, law firm traditional roots at some point, right? So big law was very new for me. I'm an equity partner at Reed Smith, and I'm resident in our D.C. office and visit our Houston office quite a bit. And go, we have I go all over the place. I'll right. be in London and in Paris in June. Um, you need you need like a associate partner from like a mid sized firm in Arkansas to travel absolutely. with you. Okay. I'm gonna recruit you starting <laughs> right now on the air. You can tell Kyle and everybody at right. Lindsay. I will I will tell them. Okay. You know I, I'm I'm not I afraid. I know you like it here in DC. I do, and then just like what God told you, I would be a fool not to consider the opportunity. <laughs> so I'm just saying, you know. <laughs> You would be a fool because I absolutely love it. Who says they love a law firm? Right. But it, I am empowered. I walked in knowing who I was and what I could do. And I've built a tremendous um, book of business. I've brought over two dozen clients to the firm, global clients, energy, utility clients, innovation tech, telecom, it- and I, I brought I brought that up to kind of tie it into we're here at the African American Mayors Association conference. You're working. I am. I'm always working. Okay. Amen. So how how does the African American Mayors Association how does that coalesce with your job as an equity partner at Reed Smith? How how do those two things work together? My work. I'm really a strategist. So I've really hung up, quite frankly, Antoine, my litigation boots. And I'm really more of a strategist. I am a translator between business and what they want to accomplish. So it could be the interests and goals of business and between their regulators. It could be a business's goals in our communities. So I'm actually here at the African American Mayors Association Conference supporting Verizon. And um, we talked about the importance of relationships. Yep. I have a lot of amazing relationships. It doesn't mean I'm going to get what I want, but it means I will be heard. Uh, The advocacy that I'm bringing forward will be considered in a fair and equitable way. And you can't ask for more than that, right? I mean, you ask for the opportunities for someone to really hear you out. No, let me correct you. I want what I ask for. No, 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 I'm saying, but you... (laughs) I, believe me, I, uh-huh. I get that too, and I and I appreciate you being clear. But you're that, right. That Th- on, that's at, and that's critically important. Right, but and then it's on you people, at that point. That's right. Yeah. We as a people know that that's not hasn't always been exactly. The case. So exactly. I agree with you completely. And, I was just being facetious. Nah, no, no, no. I no, I absolutely get it, and I can appreciate facetiousness. <laughs> You better say that. You look at me. Well, I didn't mean. I didn't mean it at first. Cause I thought I was about yeah, to mess it almost, up. <laughs> he, you almost did. Yeah, I either. think you almost said a bad word. Yeah, right yeah. I, 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 I might, won't I'm, he clean it up? Yeah, won't, won't, won't he do, he yes, do he it? Yes, he will. Yes, he will. He protects babies <laughs> and fools. Yes, he will. Yes, he will. So, so you, you're here. You're you're working. You see all these different mayors, and then you see 
I have uh, other clients here. Our firm is outside counsel to the Congressional Black Caucus Foundation, uh, the nonprofit that supports the 57 African American members of Congress. So I have a lot of interest. It's not just energy. Yeah. Uh, it could be a, a global car rental company. It could be an innovation company. Um, so I don't fit in a box. There, there are no boxes. No, no. There are no boxes. The world is your stage and your oyster. And, I, and I'm going to do with it as I please. And that sounds crazy. And my wife gets to me all, all the time about that. She's like, you think you can just do what you want to do? Yes. Yeah. And I'm going to keep trying. You and then sometimes to. people are going to tell me no. And but I'm going to keep trying. And sometimes you won't succeed. Right, exactly. But you have to risk failure in order to be successful. You, you can't win if you're not willing to lose. Absolutely. And I'm I'm willing to lose because I really want to win. You only make the percentage of the free throws. <laughs> Undefeated. I heard that. Well, look, let me come, come with let me come with a little sports analogy. Okay. You only make the free throws that you that take. You take. Yes, right. And the yes, ones you don't take, they don't count. That's right. Yeah. They I'm, don't post up. <laughs> no points. Yep. Exactly. Exactly. So two two more things before we let you go. We know you're busy. You said you got these yes, clients here. I two, do. Two I'm things. Working. I got a client waiting on me right now. We, we're going to let you go. These are going to be very quick. What does it mean for you when a person was from Little Rock to be here and then to see this Little Rock contingent mm. around all the time and then see your mayor be the president of the African-American Mayors I'm Association? I'm so glad you brought this to this because this is why I'm truly here. Yeah. A man who is truly like a brother to me. I call him my little brother, even though he's much taller than me, <laughs> much wiser. To be here in support of Mayor Scott, it gives me no greater joy. To be here, to be here among people from Little Rock and from Arkansas, it's so beautiful. To be here with so many excellent African-American men and women. Black excellence all, all over the place. ages, right. yes. Black excellence, yes, and there's some other brothers and sisters here because yeah. they, they want to get in on this excellence. <laughs> and they know that these African-American mayors are changing lives. They're building legacies. Absolutely. They are leaning into the challenges that, that our communities face each and every day. And so it's truly an honor to be here to support Mayor Scott no matter what, but to be here as he sits on the precipice of becoming the youngest president of the African-American Mayors amazing? Association. Yeah. That's that, the second it, chill I've had during our time I, together. I, I'm using that intentionally. Ain't that amazing? So amazing. Ooh, ooh, ooh. you going to make me sing? Y'all ready? Uh-oh. Kendra, Kendra no. they want me to sing, Kendra? No, I shouldn't have sang, but I just felt it in that moment. <laughs> and we are, if you feel the exuberance that we have here, this is real. No, no, this, you can feel it. This. It's so powerful. And how we're sitting in this space, people yeah. are coming over to the Little Rock. Yeah, that, we, 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 we kind of yeah. took over the Hilton, the Washington Hilton. We take over wherever we, we are. That's kind of how we do it. And let me say, <laughs> I, let me say, because I have to say, I'm standing on the shoulders of others that came before Absolutely. me we all are. to Absolutely. be here in D.C. So I don't want to have folks get it twisted. I'm not the first no, little no, no. Rockian, the first Arkansan to come to D.C. I've always thought I'd come back home, but I've been drawn to this place. My daughter's a junior at Howard, the real H.U. You know? Absolutely. And I always wanted to do that on the pod. <laughs> 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 hey, hey. 
Hey, don't disrespect Bowden now. We ain't gonna be out no Bowden we disrespect. We won't disrespect. <laughs> but there have been many others who came before me and did it and did it well. Right. Some who are back in Arkansas, some who are still here. But I think it's just another testament to another hometown girl who can do all right in the nation's capital, you, you, in the most powerful city in the world. Absolutely. You, you have done all right. And then as we let you go, I want to give you... Uh, I want to recognize something because I think you are the first guest. We've had a lot of people on Rock the Culture podcast. Colette, we've had uh, John Lewis, Stacey wow. Abrams, wow. Bakari Sellers, uh, Mayor Frank Scott, been on here a wow. few times. Wow. Um, but you are the first. Uh, member of the Arkansas Black Hall of Fame on Rock oh the Culture Podcast. So I just want to throw that out. Look at you. That people don't want to oh make sure. Goodness. I mean, we talk about black excellence. We talking about Hall of Famers yes. that have joined the podcast. So I just want people to know. Uh, yeah, why you you being humble? Uh, <laughs> but but we we get flowers at Rock the Culture. Well, I appreciate that. I forget about it. It was the highest honor that I could have gotten as a daughter of Arkansas. Yeah. I forget about it because we can't read our own press. Yeah. You cannot. You can't get too caught up in yeah. what you read about yourself. And that's why when I talk to Blake, I don't never give him compliments. <laughs> because for that very reason. <laughs> I think what's more important is the message that it can send to someone who might think about working in the energy sector, in the utility sector. I will never be without a job in this sector. My work is meaningful. It touches every mm -hmm. home, every business, every community, every school, every, every, every nursing home. It touches transportation. Yeah. It touches um, how, borders. It goes beyond. The doors of the, the church United are open, y'all. And so it's incredible. <laughs> the work that I do, I support other nations. I'm going to talk to uh, Brazil next month. Yeah. And I support a regulatory association that's based in Budapest. This work is global. It's powerful. And I want young black and brown boys and girls to see me and others. I'm the third African-American to serve at FERC, we now have our fourth serving there now. To say I can do third that work ever, third ever. I mean, we just—I mean, I, I know it's your life, and sometimes we, you know, accept our journey because there's more work to do. But I don't want us to gloss over the history yeah. I appreciate that, that, that. that you that you've made on, on the way. I appreciate that. Third ever in the Federal Energy Regulatory Commission. Did I get yes, that right? You got it right. Perfect. The na that's a national thing. That's not just a you the third person to be at. I mean that that's big news. Um, it is, and, and I'm and that's in my rearview mirror. Right, because there's other work to Absolutely. do. Absolutely. Now I'm the first black woman to serve on my firm's board. Um, I also serve on the board of Southern Company. It's a Fortune 200 company that serves nine million customers and is based in Atlanta, Georgia. Mm -hmm. And you, the first Arkansas Black Hall of Fame to be on Rock the Culture podcast. All right, so Rock I'm, the Culture. I'm looking for when that's I go, what I'll remember. You yeah, named yeah. a lot when, of when, stuff. When, when right. we go to the, when I first. go to the Reed Smith Colette Honorable Bio page in a couple of weeks, I'm looking for an update. Yeah, where it's, it's gotta it. say Rock the Culture. <laughs> <laughs> it must say. It must say. We, we will follow up. 
And if there's a person we need to talk to that edits the bio, people. I have people. I know you. We'll get right we'll now. get our people to get with your people. Absolutely. And we we'll make that edit happen. I want to say how proud I am to be from Little Rock. How proud I am to be from Arkansas, and it warms my heart to sit here with you both uh, in this place at this time yeah. in D.C. It's so beautiful, and I want to encourage you both to keep doing what you're doing. Uh, we bring a lot of levity, a lot of humor. We're teasing each other. This is a powerful thing that you're doing. And keep doing walking your walk, both of you. Thank you. Thank because you. somebody is watching you. And this isn't about me. I think among us, what I hope people take away from this is that they can do beyond what we are talking about. They're going to be the first, but not the last. Mm. But I think not it's saying exceedingly abundantly. Amen. Greater. That's Ephesians three and twenty. That's what's a, I know. more than you can imagine mm. Mm. or think. More or than think. you can ask Ain't or that think. Something? That's something. Like the if you is. can think about it, he can do more than that. Absolutely. Now I'm waiting on you to throw some two chains or something on it. Don't nobody can't nobody mess with that that quote. That, that's. That's my favorite. Yeah, Ephesians three twenty. Absolutely. Oh, look at me! Look how I just look how God just works. Won't He do it? Yes, He, he will. I took your line. Well, Colette, thank you, thank you so much for uh, spending some time with us. Your your story is amazing. We uh, we love you, Little Rock. I love you too, Arkansas. I'm proud of you. Thank you. If I thank could you. say that to you, you, you can, and we 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 accept it. I always we appreciate knew you it. was gonna be something. <laughs> <laughs> Well, I, I appreciate you, and uh, you are rocking the culture. And I mean, that's the whole point of the podcast. We started this because we want to talk about things and interview people who are shaping or changing the way things have been done. And that's what we mean when we talk about rock the culture. Like, whatever the existing culture are, who are the people who are shaking that up? Who are changing things for the better? And you are definitely rocking the culture. Absolutely. So, so thank, thank you, you for having me. Absolutely, thank you, thank you. Now go, go meet the client. We know you got. I we am. know you got work to do. I do. <laughs> See ya. See you.